live. Hello and welcome to episode two of Big Dog Radio. Uh, we got a big episode ahead of us today and uh, I'm excited for it. Some good questions. We got some, some fake news. We got a fight to the death, some picks, some chopping block, and then we'll wrap it up with Big Lou's final thoughts. So Big Lou, how are you doing this week? I know you just moved back to Minnesota. Well, you, you kind of hopped right into things here. Um, where am I supposed to put the intro music? Right there. Is that incorrect? <laughs> well, I mean, then you got the intro music going over the intro. I mean, we're still working out the kinks in this. Um, I would like to say episode one, great success. Uh, yes, I think I it agree. was well received. We, as I said, have a lot of kinks to work out uh, in it, but you know, you got to start somewhere. This podcasting game, it's a dog. You know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So we took that first step in the uh, 26.2 podcast miles. Yes, I agree. I, I mean, I think that this podcast is already more successful than I expected it to be. Just the fact that we got to episode two, I think, is a blessing in itself. I would consider it a miracle. Absolutely. Uh, I guess before we get started here with listener questions, uh, I had a couple of administrative things I wanted to take care of. Um, first being this Saturday, I just want to remind everyone daylight savings time. So 2 a.m. on Saturday, you set your clocks forward. Remember in the fall, if you ever fall in life, you always want to fall forward. So we put our clocks forward in fall. That's this Saturday. Make sure you do it. You don't want to be late to work on Monday. Uh, second administrative piece here, we are hiring an intern. This might be news to you, Melvin. Yeah, I haven't heard about this intern hiring yet, but let's hear about it. So we're hiring an intern. Um, the thing about it, it doesn't pay. You won't get paid. There's not going to be any real structure to your internship or no real guidance. Um, you'll work about an hour a week. Uh, and all you need is editing experience. Yes. So okay, I don't know I think how, that's a great idea. I don't know how appealing that sounds to anyone, but we are hiring an intern. Uh, send in submissions via Twitter DM. And that's another thing. Follow us on Twitter. What is it at Big Dog Radio? Yep, at Big Dog Radio underscore. Unfortunately, just at Big Dog Radio was already taken. But if you just look at Big Dog Radio, we'll be one of the top people to pop up. I, well, one last thing I wanted to mention. Um, you know, well, there's this realty group here uh, in Minneapolis that I may or may not rent from. Um, and I'm not going to say their name, but it's MSP Realty. Uh, and, and as part of our agreement with our lease, they're supposed to maintain our yard. Uh, they do the snow blowing, they cut the grass. Um, and I think you can see where this is heading. They are not their end of the bargain here. Um, so excuse me if I'm a little distraught during this recording, but I'm approximately five seconds away from an aneurysm uh, looking at how long this grass is, so. Yes, I know. I know that's been one of your pet peeves throughout like the last month or so is just long grass in general. It pisses me off. I cannot wait until I'm retired and can spend 40 hours a week on my yard. Yeah, just make it look beautiful. I'll have the best yard on the block, guaranteed. Good, good. On well, let's hop into those listener questions. Yes. Uh, our first question, it comes in from Maggie Lados, and she just asks, What's better, Qdoba or Chipotle? Well, you have Melvin, any thoughts on it, Lou, right away? I'll ask what your thoughts are to start. I mean, I I wish I had a strong preference just for the sake of the podcast. I very much I do not. have a strong preference. You do? So I, I was just thinking about it. I'm like, whatever one I'm closest to, that's probably the one I'm going to, unless I have a gift card. If I have a gift card, I'm going to the one I have a gift card for. But if I had a gift card for neither of them, and I was the same distance away, Qdoba would be my choice. That would be the correct choice. I, I don't understand how someone would prefer Chipotle over Qdoba. I mean, you go into Qdoba, they have the free queso, you get free guac. You go to Chipotle, it's an upcharge. Right, Another yeah. thing that Qdoba has going for it is two years ago, when I stepped foot into a Qdoba, 
after a long day of classes, uh, I ordered my burrito. I got to the end. It was time to pay. The guy looks at me. He goes, how hungry are you? I didn't know if he was making a fat joke or what, but I was like, what? He goes, how hungry are you? Uh, I was like, I guess I'm pretty hungry. And he gives me the burrito and lets me walk out. They didn't have to pay for it. You don't see that happening at Chipotle. You didn't have to pay for your burrito. You just gave it to you because you're hungry. Yes. And I, I was on my merry way. That's brilliant. Just hearing that. You don't see that happening at Chipotle. No, I've never had experience at Chipotle where I got a free burrito. Just hearing that makes me want to go to Qdoba more just for the slight possibility that I might get a free burrito. I once was in line at Chipotle um, just because it was the most convenient option at the time, not because I preferred it. And I got into approximately a half hour argument with a male subject over the fact that I thought Qdoba was better than Chipotle. He did have one leg up on me in the argument because I was in the Chipotle line. Um, yeah. But I, I stood my ground. We got that one covered. Qdoba all the way. It's, it's the easy option, yes. It's the easy, easy option. So our next question comes in from a military man. First, thank you for your service, Casey Hendrickson. Yes, thank you for your service, dog. So Casey Hendrickson. Uh, also, asked, may I note, future guest, Casey. Future guest, yes. Yeah. We, we have been working on a contract with him and hope to bring him in soon. Currently at a stalemate. Yep. So Casey Hendrickson asks, what is a bigger threat to society, Pop-Tarts or black pepper snakes? So Casey's been stationed in the United Kingdom. So I, I don't know if this is more of a overseas, like issue that they're having with Pop-Tarts and black pepper snakes. But I think it's a great question that, that needs to be asked. I agree completely. I mean, these are the questions that the mainstream media is too afraid to ask. What so, is a bigger threat to society? Pop-Tarts right. or black pepper snakes? That's the question. So I figured I, I'd, I had to do some research on this one. I did as well. And I found a very interesting article from answers.com. And I'm just going to read the first paragraph of it. And it's, it, they have a big, long explanation. And the, and the question that was asked was, what is the probability of being killed by a Pop-Tart? I read that same article, actually. Did you? Mm-hmm. And the, the answer is very low and for a number of reasons. And their first point is, if a Pop-Tart were to be traveling towards your head, the Pop-Tart would have to be going at least 173 miles per hour to break your neck, subsequently being killed. Pop-Tarts usually do not travel that fast. Yeah, I I can't think of a scenario in which I would find a Pop-Tart traveling 173 miles per hour. Me neither. I can find, I can think of a scenario where I would encounter a black pepper snake in the wild, though. What is that scenario? I don't think I've ever encountered a black pepper snake in the wild. Well, I I don't think I have, but I can think of of a scenario where that would happen. Right. It's more likely it's more, than a, a more likely than a pop tart pitching machine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. A mega pitching machine. Right. Normal pitching machines cannot reach 173 miles an hour. You know, but but you have to look deeper into the question. What's a bigger threat to society as a whole? Black pepper snakes or snakes in general, if they're having a good year, they'll kill 138,000 people. That's just snakes in general. Right. Obesity kills 2.8 million people per year. I don't know how large of a role Pop-Tarts has in that, but I think it would have some role uh, more so than black pepper snakes due to killing 138,000 people. Right. Just purely looking at numbers, I'm sure they take care of about the same percentage like black pepper snakes and the whole snake killing thing and Pop-Tarts and the whole obesity thing. Well, the interesting thing about black pepper snakes is that they're non-venomous. I mean, I'd, they'd have to strangle your neck. Interesting. I, I did not get that deep into research. I did not find out they're not ven- venomous, but that proves a good point that Pop-Tarts, they're not venomous, but they could be venomous in a way that it causes you to be obese. Well, however, you know, the interesting thing about black pepper snakes as well, even though they're not venomous, they do kill and eat 
rattlesnakes, copperheads, and water moccasins. So if anything, black pepper snakes are beneficial to society. You know, I, I didn't think about that, but now that now that you say that, I would agree. Not a threat to society. That's what we're, that's what we're going with here. Yeah, I think they're so. Beneficial. Because I feel like rattlesnakes are a bigger threat to society than black pepper snakes. And if they're taking away some some rattlesnakes, then and they got to be beneficial. So to answer Casey's question here, I think we're going to go with Pop-Tarts unanimously yeah, as the bigger threat to society. I completely agree. Pop-Tarts are the bigger threat to society than black pepper snakes. And now we're pro black pepper snake podcast. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, I Coming into this, I was like, what a turn black of pepper events. snakes, give or take. But I, I'm all for black pepper snakes now after hearing that they take care of the rattlesnake population. And water moccasins. Those things aren't anything to sneeze at. Excellent. So Pop-Tarts it is, Casey. Thank you for the question. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that one. (laughs) Me too. Me too. And our last question I I find rather interesting. It comes from Lauren Haman. And she asks, was Helen Keller real? So I think the debate here not necessarily is, was Helen Keller a real person, but that's, actually... that's what I took it as, because I don't think we can argue against the fact that she was a real person. I mean, this isn't like some folklore legend. She was alive right. in, in the 1950s. I mean, she was photographed with uh, like President Eisenhower and stuff. Yeah. So I well think documented is, that she existed. Right. I think the real question is, did she write the books that she wrote or claims to write or claims to have wrote? And was she act if if she did write the books then was she actually blind and was she actually deaf was she both so what are your thoughts lou well it's something i never had really given thought to however after thinking about it a bit not a chance in hell was she deaf and blind and simultaneously the greatest author of our time yeah i agree i was i was going to run a little experiment with you if you disagreed but I don't think it's necessary. I was going to have you close your eyes and shut your ears. And then I was just going to talk and, and just ask you if, if you can understand what I'm saying. And I don't think that's necessary anymore. Now, you know how you can be considered blind and like still be able to see so, to some extent? Right. Yeah. Where you can, how, like so how, do we know how blind she was? I think like the, the like blackout historical blind? books say blackout blind. Interesting, because I think I notoriously have bad eyesight. I think I could be considered blind. I don't have the best ears that I've ever seen. I think I might be able to be considered deaf as well. So you think you could be the Helen Keller of our generation? If I published some books, I would not put it past me. I don't know about deaf, but I could certainly pass as a blind man. Yeah. Just speaking from from being around you at times, I, I know it's difficult for you to read some TVs that are no no more than 10 feet away from you. Anything over three feet away from me, I'm not able to read. I do have glasses, but I refuse to wear them. So do you think that Helen Keller was experiencing the same thing? Or what are your thoughts on that? I mean, there's no way, no way to tell for certain. Right. Um, I don't know. Can anyone... Can anyone wake up one day and just decide that they want to be blind and deaf and act the part? No, absolutely not. Somebody can't just wake up and decide to be blind and deaf. Do you think, do you think people can do that? I think if someone really wanted to, they, they could act out the part. Like a subconscious choice or just like, no, just tomorrow I'm going to wake up, conscious. I'm going to be blind and deaf. And yes, I want to be the Helen Keller of my generation. Are you going to do that tomorrow? then well no i'm not going to do it but i'm saying hypothetically someone could i think so that would i disagree lou well then what do you think helen keller did because you don't think you don't think she was both blind and deaf as you said and still or do you think she was actually blind and deaf but she didn't write the books yeah that's that's the route i'm going i i do think she was blind i do think she was deaf but I feel like the books were assisted in some way, shape, or form. All right. Talk about being dealt a bad hand, being blind and deaf. Yeah, that would be unfortunate. And uh, it made me think, say the scenario that she actually did write the books. How do you go about learning a language purely through touch? 
impossible. Right. Not going to happen. Yeah, it's 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 hard to believe now that I think about it. And and for the longest time you're taught in school, like Helen Keller wrote these books being blind and deaf, and nobody questioned it. And then uh we received this question from Lauren here and, and it made me think about if that was truly the case. I mean, not even just learning a language, being blind and deaf and not being exposed to anything and then trying to reason and right. using logic, I'm out. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that's the answer to that one is we're at least skeptical and most likely out on the whole Helen Keller fad. I mean, if there are, I mean, I don't know how, how rare that is. Is she the only like documented case of someone that's blind and deaf? I'm sure she's not the only case, but I think she like became a big name because she was able to learn a language or quote unquote, learn a language just through touch, essentially. Mm -hmm. And I guess smell too. She had still had smell. I don't know if that has any, any impact on growth of linguistic abilities. I would say not. No, I would agree. But I guess if there's, if there's any blind or deaf person uh, out there that wants to come on the pod, we'd love to have you hash it out. Yes, we would. We'd love to hear from you just so we can, can gain a little more knowledge on our blind and deaf community. So Lou, I'm, I'm excited about this next segment, so I want to get to it. So this next segment we have called Fake News. And in this segment, Lou is bringing one real article and one entirely made up article to the podcast. And, and we're kind of going to switch off when we do this. And we didn't want to both be looking up all these absurd articles because we were afraid we were going to run into the same one. And then we would it would spoil the surprise of what's fake and what's real. So Lou has brought one real article and one fake article, and I'm going to allow him to, to share those with us now. Well, here's the deal, Melv. I actually brought two real articles, one fake, and I want Perfect. you to get the fake one. All right. Okay. Well, so I guess I'll hop into these. I'll read the headlines and then like a quote from them. Um, Perfect. You're just going to summarize them, I'd assume. You're not reading the whole article or anything. I'm basically taking a quote from the article. Okay. So the headline does justice in, in mm -hmm. seeing it. All right. So we'll start with the first one here. Papa John's founder currently in hospital after attempting to do a backflip. Okay. John Shatner, the founder and former CEO of Papa John's, is in stable condition at Kindred Hospital in Louisville after sustaining undisclosed injuries while attempting to complete a backflip. Uh, and then I took a quote from him. It was my lifelong dream, but I guess it just wasn't meant to be, <laughs> Shatner said. So that's article number one, Papa John's uh, former CEO and founder injured doing a backflip. Okay, I'm taking so, notes here. So Papa John's backflip is our first article. Yes. Uh, second article, Papa John's founder, John Shatner, ate 40 pizzas in 30 days and says it's gotten worse. The so, pizza or? I think, <laughs> I think the pizza, I don't think like his eating problem has gotten worse. Okay. But, <laughs> he hasn't been he hasn't been increasing the amount of Papa John's pizza he's eaten after well, eating that many in 40 days. Uh, a quote, I've had over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days, and it's not the same pizza. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, he really seems to like it, I guess, if he's eaten 40 pizzas. So if he if he keeps eating them like that, that's a that's not a great habit. All right. And then article, so that's uh Papa John's pizza addiction, I guess. Third article, Papa John's founder <laughs> says he's trying to get rid of the N-word in his vocabulary. John Shatner, the founder and former CEO of Papa John's, has been trying to, quote, get rid of this N-word in my vocabulary for the past two years. So it's been two years and he can't shake the N-word from his vocabulary. Okay. So, so in my head right now, I'm like, that last one, probably true. Okay. Otherwise, it's not a good look for, for the Papa John's owner if he's not trying to shake the N-word despite saying it all the time. And that's my assumption that he's been saying the N-word. For two years? And he just, like, wakes up in the morning and that's the first thing on his mind is... It did, did you have a like, quote from that like, one that I missed? Or? He's having withdrawal symptoms because he can't say the N-word. Okay, that's... So, so I'm marking that one as, as a, a true article. 
Fair. Papa John's, John's N word. And, and you aren't, you don't have to confirm that with me yet, but, okay. um, I, cause my goal is to guess, guess your fake one. Right. Um, two of these, it's, it's quite disturbing that two of these are true. It is. <laughs> and, and so now, now I'm left with either he's been eating an absurd amount of Papa John's pizza, <laughs> despite like living his whole life building up a Papa John's brand. And despite not liking it, apparently. Right. Not liking his own pizza. And the, the fact that he did, or I guess not necessarily the fact, but the idea that he did a backflip and is now hospitalized or attempted to do a backflip and now is now <laughs> hospitalized. <laughs> Um, well, I don't know the way the way I picture that one going down is like it was his lifelong dream, as he said, and like you you've seen videos of people taking like a whole day to learn how to do a backflip. Have mm-hmm. you seen those videos? Yeah, I mean that's yes. just I imagined reading that one. So now, how how do you know how old Mister Papa John is? Uh, if I had to guess, forties, fifties. Okay, I. Uh, with the false one, I am going to to choose the the addiction to pizza you one. Think that's the fake one. I I feel like he has attempted a backflip and he is in the hospital. I think that's true. He he's addicted to his own pizza, except he does not like it. So I guess we'll start from the top here. Papa John's founder says he's trying to get rid of the N word in his vocabulary. That is a true article. That happened. fantastic. You, you nailed that one right from the jump. Second one down here, Papa John's founder ate 40 pizzas in 30 days and says it's gotten worse. That is also a true article. Oh, no. I don't know how old that is, but he has a pizza problem, to say the least. And then third here, Papa John's founder currently in hospital after attempting to do a backflip. I made that one up. You completely made that one up. I just find it interesting that there were there was enough information enough articles about the Papa John's founder that you could come up with not one but two true articles about the Papa John's founder that were kind of a stretch that had had like the possibility of being fake. I mean, someone on the street walks up to me and tells me these three without having any prior knowledge, I would have guessed that they all were fake. Oh, for sure. And like even the N word one, like why is that being being reported? But I mean, it, it it's good. I'm glad that he is doing that and well, trying to eliminate I, it. I think but. that's why he got ousted as the CEO is because he said it during a conference call. Okay. Then, then he had a big thing uh, in an interview. He said he was trying to get rid of it out of his vocabulary, even though it, it had been two years, but. Mm-hmm. Now I got a question for you, Lou, for the, the addiction to pizza one. First, do you enjoy Papa John's and two, do you, are you seeing the same downward trend in the quality of pizza as, as the, the founder is? Um, well, I've had Papa John's one time in my life and I must say I was not very impressed. No. So I don't know if this was back when the Papa was in control or if this mm-hmm. has been after its uh, demise here, but as far as like fast food type pizza chains, it's at the bottom of my list. Yes, I agree with that. You you got Domino's, Pizza Hut, all those you I would can go put, to. I would put Little Caesars ahead of Papa John's. I agree. And is Papa John's the one where it's like, here's a pizza, go make it yourself? No, you're thinking of Papa Murphy's. Papa Murphy's. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. I'm, I may have never had Papa John's in my life. Oh. See, I'm actually a, a Papa Murphy's fan. You don't like Papa Murphy's. I, I'm not as high on Papa Murphy's as I am on like Domino's. Domino's is my go-to. I don't understand why they don't cook the pizza themselves, but because didn't, usually... didn't you have some brilliant idea about like um, just making restaurants where you just give them something uncooked and tell them to go cook it themselves? Oh, what was it? It was an it was an idea for a restaurant, yeah, but it was exactly a grocery store right yeah and i think that was a conclusion we came up to you said let's let's give them let's tell them to order stuff and we'll bring it to them and tell them to cook it and cook it themselves and then eventually the more we thought about it we're like that that's a grocery store that's what the grocery stores do already just a grocery store yes yep except we would just advertise it as a restaurant rather than a grocery store yeah so that idea kind of (laughs) 
has kind of yeah, passed. Yeah, kind of fell through. I don't think it was, I, it was I, the I worst idea, but. No, I don't. I think it. we might actually be able to pull that off. If there's any investors listening right now and they want to make yep. this happen, uh, we would give it a shot. You could have run one trial location, see how it goes. Yeah, I'm all for it. My own fortune into this. All right. So the false article was that the Papa John's founder, he did not actually attempt to do a backflip. No. And he is not currently in the hospital. hospital. However, he was addicted to his pizza and he is trying to fend off the N-word from his vocabulary. True article. Excellent. So let's move on to our fight to the death this week. And Big Lou, I was surprised. I guess not completely surprised, but you, in fact, did win the fight to the death this last week with, would you all have Mickey Moose? Um, Mickey Moose stuffed the magic dragon. I had a football team and I had, uh, what was his name? Something the green monster. Yep. Wally the green monster. Wally the green <laughs> Yep. Yeah, and um, and and I had the sun. That's all I remember because I'm like, oh, I have the sun. They'll he'll the take sun, down all those people. Wizards. So how do you think this this battle went? The fact that you won, like, how do, where where uh, did this battle go? You know, the more I thought about it, the less surprised I was that I won. Uh, I had you had a wizard. Yes, I don't I know. Have if a wizard you can assume that the wizard has magical powers. Do wizards not have magical powers? Well, it, it's it didn't like they're the Washington Wizards, they're not the Washington Magic Wizards. Oh, okay. I had I had a magic dragon. So you think this battle just came down between like everything else canceled out, and it was just my wizard versus stuff the magic dragon? <laughs> well, no, not I think completely. that's a fair assumption. Well, you had the sun. Yes, and I don't know how you could utilize the sun in battle. Right, you can't really control it. It's just sitting there. It's it's just there. What is it gonna do? Sunburn my football team? It very well could. Uh, I think I think with the sun, I was just trying to do the whole like just outlast you. But when you think about it, stuff the magic dragon. The sun's on, only gonna last a couple billion years. Stuff the magic dragons forever. So is Wally the green monster, along with Mickey Moose. Well, the Mickey football Moose. team not so much, but the other three, yes. Let me ask you this hypothetical question. What do you think would win in a fight? The sun or one trillion lions? The sun. I completely disagree. Oh. One trillion lions? Do you know how many lions that is? It's, it's a lot of lions. Trillion. Yeah, it's a lot of lions. A lot of mass. Or the, so I mean or this if, well, are you thinking you just drop all these lions on the sun and it just takes over in my brain in my brain i picture you know lions flying like reindeer basically to the sun and just kicking its ass okay i i did not have that picture. i, I, I actually a bunch of lions living and the sun just sits there and waits for the lions to die well they wouldn't die because they would win but we actually i've asked this question before and we did the calculations. There, the one trillion lions stand no chance against the sun. However, I refuse to believe that that's true. Yeah, I, I think the people who did the calculations are completely correct that the sun would win. Oh, I'm not saying that they're wrong, lions. but I'm saying that I refuse to believe that one trillion lions would lose to the sun. I refuse to believe that. So now you're just in denial about it. Yeah. Because it's okay. one trillion, it's one trillion lions. Right. There's as long as you recognize that you're wrong, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for. I'm not wrong. Statement. There's literally you're completely nothing, wrong. There's literally nothing that one trillion lions could not beat. What about two trillion lions? I think they would lose to two trillion lions. I stand corrected. Yep. But like point proven. Just on, on the scale of space, the the sun is a rather small star if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, I think that's accurate. You could take the biggest star in the universe and I would take one trillion lines against it. And that's how you lose. I just refuse to believe that one, tr- one trillion lines. It's a lot of lions. There's <laughs> a lot of lions. Lions. When, when, like, have you ever seen the visual where it's like how much money 
like Bezos has, and and then it just shows stacks of one hundreds, mm-hmm. and and he's well, I don't even know he's not worth he's like worth a couple hundred billion or something, mm-hmm. and um, just compare that to the pure mass of one trillion lions. Yeah, that's those are paper bills. We're talking about big ass cats, right? Do you what do you think would weigh more, the sun or one trillion lions? I don't really care. You just know the lions would win. They're mean creatures. They are, and so is the sun. It'll burn you to death. But it's one trillion lions. Okay, okay. Enough about these lions. Let, let's move on to our fight, like, for this week. And this week we have an interesting and kind of weird fight going on. And the fight is simply names that sound like they would win in a fight. So we aren't drafting actual objects. We're drafting just names and, and people can decide what sounds more vicious, who's going to win, who's stronger. And again, um, on Big Dog Radio every week, we have, have we put a poll up and you guys get to decide who wins the fight each week. Follow us. So Big Blue, I, I, yep, at Big Dog Radio. I started with the first pick last week, so so I'll let you do the honors this week. And then I'll take the next two. All right. Well, I actually, I thought about this a lot, and there's not a lot of intimidating names. No, when it comes down I to have, it. I have a, a very short list. So I think as a first overall pick, I'm going to take Randy. If you Randy. know someone named Randy, that's a mean motherfucker. I'm not messing with anybody named Randy. All I can think when I think of Randy is that uh, Randy Pincherson or whatever. I think he's from SpongeBob, a little cartoon character. Randy Pincherson. Was he mean? No, I think he he had just two tiny little claws and all he'd do is pinch people. But Randy, uh, the the people I know named Randy are, are rather If your name's people. Randy, you got an edge to you. I agree. That's and, mean. Um, so, yeah. Um, on in this, as I'm going through the the names, I'm thinking one thing that could help me in the polls. Not that I'm just chasing polls, but if you associate a name oh, similar to what you're doing with Randy, you can't pander to the audience. Go with your heart. Well, I'm I'm taking and um, I know there's there's two people that you believe are the most healthy people in the world. Name. And who are those people? Uh, me, one A. Yep. Two, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Correct. And that's why with my first two picks, I'm taking Hunter and Dwayne. You think Hunter is a mean name? It literally is a hunter. Like, that's, it's named after killing. That is what a hunter does. It kills animals. I think Hunter is a pathetic name. I think it's yours. Well, yeah, but I think anyone who names their child Hunter should be thrown in jail. Really? It's a terrible name. But I, all right, so your, your two picks, Hunter and Dwayne. Hunter and Dwayne are my next two picks. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I like those picks. Those weren't on my list at all. No? Hunter's not even not Dwayne? A, Hunter's not a very mean name. I don't know any mean Dwaynes. I mean, they don't have to be mean. They just have to be able to win in a fight. Oh, so that's how you took this. Well, it's, we're having a fight between our two names. Yeah. So the stronger, the better, I would say. It's not like if well, somebody's a mean like person, they're going to be more specific, vicious. It sounds like you're drafting specific people. Meanwhile, those two I'm picks, sure. those two picks, yes, yes, I, I was drafting narrow. rather right. specific people, but it's just the name that's going to be put on the on the fight to the death post on All Twitter, right. but. Those are my two that were, were like specific people. The rest are just vicious right. names. Gotcha. So I guess I'll make my next pick here. Um, not a very common name anymore. I would say for for good reason. But I'm going to go with Adolf. Oh, yeah, not, I, I not agree. Specifically, not specifically the H-Man, but Adolf just in general. I'm not messing with anyone named Adolf. I'm going to let him be. Well, I do I do believe that prior to Adolf Hitler that wasn't didn't have such a such a bad rep to the name, but after the H-man though. 
yeah. So you so don't you're want kind of drafting us a, a singular person there too. Not at all. No. You're just drafting it. Because no. yeah, like I, are... I mean, if you run into somebody named Adolf now, it's like. Did you see again? That, uh... Your parents should be thrown in jail. Did you see someone named Adolf Hitler got elected into office in Africa? I refuse to believe that. What do you mean you refuse to believe that it happened? Is that a true thing or are you just making this up like your fake news segment again? No, this isn't fake news. I'll Google quick. Adolf Hitler, Africa. I forget what country it was. Nambia, man named after Adolf Hitler, wins local election. Now, I hope he doesn't have the same ideology as Adolf Hitler. No. He, I'm, I'm sure he does not. Do you think his parents did? The fact that they were willing to name him after Adolf Hitler? I mean, someone's got to, someone's got to write it wrong here. Adolf right. just can't be this uh, a bad name forever. I don't think Adolf is that bad of a name, to be honest with you. But there's a stigma behind it, and now you see an Adolf walking down the street, you get out of his way. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking this guy has the ability right now to to change what Adolfs are about. Perhaps. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, and I, I wish him the best. Uh, I think that's an unfortunate name, but maybe his goal is, is to right the wrongs. So I'm going to keep in touch about this Adolf Hitler situation in we'll Africa. We'll see what he's up to. Absolutely. We'll keep all the listeners in the loop too, if anything comes up about him. All right. Your third pick. Don't you have another pick to make yet? Oh, it's one, two, two, one. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so I have Randy, I have Adolf. I'm between two right now. I, I have two at the top of my list here. I'm going to go with Chester. Chester, like Chester the Cheetah from the Cheez-It commercials. Like Chester the, the Cheeto. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a different turn. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory. Are you going to get in a fight with a guy named Chester? Absolutely not. I don't picture Chester ever being like a like a big burly guy that's going to kick him. He's a rascal. Like, Oh, he's a fucking rascal. All right. Yeah. Oh, he'll scrap with the best of them. That's probably true. That's probably true. I don't know any Chester's personally, but just hearing the name, that's what you think of a little scrapper, little scrapper that I'm not going to mess with. Absolutely. So now I, I get two more picks and that'll wrap up my, my team. And I feel like I have, a decent group here to draft from. And with my next pick and that this guy, I'm, I'm thinking of a specific person here, but it's, it's more so the name that's, that's vicious. So he recently became a Milwaukee brewer and his name's Rowdy Telez. And oh, it got me thinking, okay. so I'm going to choose the name Rowdy. Rowdy is my next pick. I actually yes. like that pick a lot. That's not one that I thought of. That's a yeah, and it, it the name just describes him like, and he, it describes somebody who wants to win a fight. Rowdy. Yeah, no, you hear that name, you get chills up your spine. You do. Wait, Rowdy's do. gonna be here. Rowdy's that's coming that, to fight. That, well, I kind of feel bad for people named Rowdy. That's not a guy you invite to a party. No, it's not. And and you so, you hear the you you go to a brewer game, they're all chanting Rowdy. Rowdy. Yeah. every yeah. time he he gets up to bat and and this guy he just looks like a nice guy and i kind of feel bad for him yeah i know rowdy? wait you're telling me rowdy's gonna be there if rowdy mm-hmm. is somewhere i am not i'll say that yes in fear of getting my ass kicked by rowdy i'm glad you're on the same page as i am and so the, I'm, I'm just gonna go to my next pick now rowdy self-explanatory and now i have two, maybe three that I'm between. And one of them that I have written down, I don't even think is a real name, but I think it's more of a nickname. So I'm not going to go with that one. And that was Diesel. I don't think people are actually named Diesel. That's more of a nickname. So I'm, I'm going to go with Brutus. Brutus. Yes. That's not a very common name you see anymore. It is a name though. It is a name. Brutus, you just a brute. Brutuses, but if you do, you know that they'll kick your ass on the spot. Absolutely. So that's that's my my draft. I have Dwayne Hunter, Rowdy, and Brutus, and they are going against 
That's a your trio and an, and an additional pick coming up here. Yes. So, I mean, hypothetically, they'd be going against Randy, Adolph, Chester, and last – I one of these on between I think might be a nickname. Actually, two of them. I'll mention them later. But with my final pick, I'm going with Jeffrey. But Jeffrey with a G. Okay. I was going to – at first I was going to say <laughs> – Jeffrey, that's like a very innocent name. And then you added the G part. Yeah, that makes all the difference. If there's a Jeffrey with a G, you know that, you know, that guy's seen some shit and he has an edge to him. Right. And then then some people I know have the balls to call those people G-off, like G-E-O-F-F. And they'll they'll go up to him and call him G-off. That's how you And I think that's the biggest mistake. Absolutely. That's a huge mistake if you go up to a Jeffrey and call him G-off you are going to get pounded, like face indented. So to summarize my team, I have Randy, Adolph, Chester, and Jeffrey with a G. Excellent. And you are going against Dwayne, Hunter, Rowdy, and Brutus. So that's that's our fight we got going on here. I'm Rowdy excited to see. Get out of me. Right, yeah, it should. It should. And and Geoff, I mean Jeff, Jeffrey. Scares me a little bit too, but I think Rowdy Rowdy will be willing to to take him on. All right. So let's let's get past that. We got your picks, and I, I was watching some of the games this weekend, and they did not seem to go your way. The ones that I was watching, but I I did not stay in touch with some of the smaller games you had picked. So how did you do last week, Lou? Not good. I mean, this is what we expected, though. Went one it five was. and one. Uh, won one game, and that was I don't oh the under fifty in Wisconsin Penn State, which was an that's under- the only thing you got right. Yeah, uh, I, I'd say that's rather impressive because yeah, all these should be just about a 50-50 shot. Virginia Tech actually beat North Carolina. I had them as five and a half point favorites. I had Wisconsin as five point favorites, and they lost outright to Penn State. Uh, Indiana got smoked by Iowa. Georgia lost to Clemson. I mean, these teams I took as favorites, they lost outright. Mm-hmm. What do you do about that? I had Navy plus two and a half. They got killed. And then the one I thought I was going to win was Minnesota plus 14. Oh, no. Was I had it Ohio straight State. plus 14? No, no, no. I had Ohio State minus 14. And they they did. They won by 14. So that was a push. So that, that is why I was one, five, and one. Okay, because I was watching that game and I, I was watching it. I, I saw at the end it was 14 and I couldn't remember remember if the spread was 14 or 14 and a half. So no, you I did at least push in that one. Yep. So not a good week to start. We start, I'm going to get rid of the push. We're just one in five. Uh, and if anything, one in six, I take a push as a loss. Week two, though, I love the board. Couldn't be more excited. I've got like 10 picks here. Uh, so we'll go through them. Assuming that Brian Kelly doesn't execute the whole Notre Dame team as he said he would, I like Notre Dame minus 16 and a half versus Toledo, Oregon plus 11 at Ohio State, Iowa plus four and a half at Iowa State. I don't think Iowa State is a top 10 team, uh, even though they're coming off a good year. They return a lot of starters. Miami minus eight versus App State. This is a big bounce back spot for the Hurricane after a big loss to Alabama. Texas minus four and a half at Arkansas. Uh, Michigan minus one and a half versus Washington. This might be the biggest game of Jim Harbaugh's career. Uh, Army in the respect, the the troops game of the week, Army minus seven versus Western Kentucky. Uh, Liberty minus five at Troy and the over 60 and a half there. Then last but not least on the uh, college football slate here, McInnes State is playing LSU this week. And if you're not, Coach O's son is actually the QB for McInnes State. I was not familiar with that. So what do you think is going to happen there? I Well, I mean, LSU is going to roll him, obviously, but does that not have to be an awkward thing? Like his son's a D1 quarterback prospect, and you can't – his dad doesn't even want him on the team. Yeah, exactly. Like like how does that conversation even happen? I'm sorry, sorry, son. You can't be part of the LSU football Tigers. You're just not good enough, boy. I think, I think that's how the conversation would have to go. Yeah, so that's the college football slate for the week. We also have NFL this week. I'll rattle right through these. Like Rams minus 7.5 at the Bears. Uh, Bucks at Cowboys minus 8. And the over 52. Eagles plus 3.5 at Atlanta. 
football team money line versus Chargers. Chiefs minus six and a half versus Browns. Vikings minus three at Cincinnati. Colts plus two and a half for Seahawks, and I like the under 49 and a half there. Uh, if you like making money, I would advise you bet against all my picks here. Yeah, as we saw week one, if you bet against Lou, you'd go five and one. Five and one, you'd be up a, a lot of units. So absolutely, that's that. We'll see all that. We'll see all that. Now, too. did you did you catch the the Notre Dame game where? So the uh, for those who aren't familiar, there was a quarterback at I I go to the University of Wisconsin. And there was a quarterback at Wisconsin named Jack Cohen who lost a starting spot here and went to Notre Dame and is now starting there. And Jack Cohen threw for 350 yards, was it? Yeah, he was like over three. Four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. And meanwhile, our new starting quarterback threw like what should have been at least five interceptions. But I think it ended up being two because Penn State dropped a handful of them. Why did Wisconsin let him transfer? Were they just ready to move on to Graham Mertz? Yeah, I think they're all high on Graham Mertz. And and I think this this kind of proves that it's not necessarily the quarterback. It's more so the system that might be flawed here in Wisconsin. Because you, you got somebody like Jack Cohen who's who did fine for Wisconsin. He, he won a lot of games, but he wasn't throwing for many yards. I don't know. I think it would have been interesting to see if he would have had another year at Wisconsin, what he could have done. Because, like, you look yeah. at Russell Wilson, he – you know, he thrived in, in the Wisconsin system. He did. He did. And he turned out to be a great NFL quarterback. So I do not see that in Jack Cohen's future necessarily. How about you? I probably not. We'll see what happens. Well, there's guys that pop up out of nowhere, you know, as grad transfers and. It probably is too early to tell, but let's, let's move on to our next segment, the hot corner and the chopping block. So Lou, do you want to start with the, your chopping block of the week? So my chopping block is the letter the letter W. The letter W. And why is that? Why is that? Because it's literally a double V. So it's not necessarily the like the sound it makes itself. It's no. the fact that it's called a W. Yeah, it's it's literally a double V. Yeah, I've I've never seen anybody writing their double double v's actually as a w so i mean i think we can do one of two things to solve this problem either we can start calling the w the double v or v has to be changed to u and u be changed to v but so we what, what do you think that would be the best solution for us as a society i i would say uh the most simple thing to do would be to change the w to a double v yeah. I can't understand why this hasn't happened yet. It makes no sense. What if we just make W a whole? Because every every other letter in the alphabet is one syllable, except yeah. W. What if we just call it W? That's not a bad idea either. We right, because a list of things that that it should be called, but W, you can't just call some double of another letter, and then it not even be a double of that letter. That makes no mm-hmm. sense. It's like uh, how you're typing into a, a web browser, www. It's just shorter to say World Wide Web. W should not be a thing. I agree. What's your chopping block? My chopping block of the week are Polaroid cameras. Not a fan so of let me ask, huh? No. Let me ask you this, Lou. Would you rather have a high-quality photo immediately or a low-quality photo five minutes from now? Give me that high-quality photo now. Absolutely. Like and a pretty simple question. Yes. And it, it that's why it's beyond me why Polaroid cameras are now becoming very popular again. I, we're going back in time. Right. Like they, they created digital photos so we wouldn't have to use Polaroids anymore. Exactly. And you don't, I, I didn't really think very hard about this, but you don't see that happening in much other technology. It's not like everybody's watching VHS tapes again no don't bring it up i wouldn't put put it past people to to break out the the vhs carts and right you know have have it be this trendy thing oh i love the low quality of this film yeah well i guess you do see it in people are getting big into like record players again which also i don't understand but it is a thing between four peoples that it yeah i mean that's another good example you have 
I mean, any song ever recorded digitally available to you in seconds. Right. If we Apple, Microsoft, everybody solved all these problems by just putting it in a phone that you can put in your pocket. And we're here bringing in big wonky machines and things that take forever. We're just, I'd, I'd say it's awfully rude to people like Steve Jobs to be doing this. No, I agree. I mean, these people are trying to fit a square peg through a round hole. It's just not going to happen. And they and they have, and in their other hand, they're holding the square or the, the round peg. Just put the yeah. round peg through the hole. Yes. What are we doing? It, I, I agree. I agree. And let's just move on to hot corner now. Uh, Polaroid cameras was my chopping block and the letter W was your chopping block. So let, let's now honor something. What is your hot corner? My hot corner is coffee for the fact that, you know, the taste of coffee, eh, you know, I'm, I'm not, not too big of a fan of, but I don't hate it. The bigger aspect to me is I don't understand why there's such a lucrative laxative industry when coffee exists, you know, like it, it could do two things at once coffee. Oh yes. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I drink coffee you, I, off of one cup of coffee. You could get three poops. Yeah. No digestive problems. No, absolutely not. So someone seems to be clogged up, just, you know, brew them a pot of coffee and it, I mean, solves the problem in matter of minutes. Yeah. It's a great thing. And you aren't even touching on like the thing that it's meant for yet, which is, Caffeine is what I would say. Yeah, caffeine. That's the, the bigger part of coffee to me is the laxative aspect. It keeps things moving in the system. I think I think that's just you, Lou. I, I feel most people really? really love the the caffeine aspect of it, but I, I do agree that it works this this in this extra way that you are now appreciating and respecting. So I'm like I'm I basically I guess I have to go to war with the laxative industry to ask them what they're doing when coffee exists. Yep. Or actually, you know, that's what we should do. We should create like like a world-renowned laxative and it just literally be coffee. And it works excellently. I, I think this is the million dollar idea because uh, I don't know, I'm not too versed in the, the laxative industry, but I'm sure that a laxative sells for more than your typical Folgers coffee. Absolutely. It has yeah. coffee is relatively cheap. I, I think once you start getting up there to the big dollar laxatives, those can get quite pricey. Right. Yeah, I think this is a great idea. We can just buy coffee, bottle put it, some different packaging on it, and upcharge. Uh, yeah, yes. One one bottle will be 20 bucks or something. Let's do it. This is the next big idea. The grocery idea did not go through, but I think this one still again, investors. If you're out there, you're hearing our ideas and don't go and do this without us. Pay us our respects. DM us on Twitter at big dog radio underscore, I believe. Indeed. Indeed. Well, my hot corner of the week is sunscreen. You love sunscreen. And it is sunscreen. And uh, after, so yesterday I was on a lake and I laid in a, in like this tube and was just letting the sun beat down on me. And after about two hours, I'm like, I didn't put on sunscreen. And today I woke up, I'm bright red. My entire body is bright red. And it, it just made me really go back to the roots and think you need sunscreen. And that's what it's made for. It's to protect you. And it, it was very humbling moment for me when I put this down because oftentimes people think that they're they're too big, too strong for sunscreen, but sunscreen is what I'm paying my respects to this week. No, I like that. I mean, I used to be an anti-sunscreen guy. Were you really? Well, I, I was one of those guys. I, I wake up, I'm going to spend uh, the day at the beach from, you know, 10 a.m. till 6 p.m. I'd put it on one time at 9 a.m. I'd get so burnt I couldn't move and then I I just bitch about sunscreen oh it doesn't work the key is you got to reapply it yeah it's the reapply that does it that may seem like a simple thing to me it was not no it, it's much more even, difficult even when you 
that's another thing we should create some a sunscreen that you only have to apply one time that might already exist but i feel like everybody says like all the sunscreens already say that but it's clearly not true or like how people how they say like oh it's waterproof you can go in the water no you can't no no you can go in the water but then it rubs off and then you have to put it back on again right you have to reapply oh yeah i the the pain that sunscreen but i i also hate sunscreen why do you hate sunscreen well for that reason you know they market it a certain way it doesn't exactly work how they exactly market it so so it's more so the sunscreen companies that you have beef with not sunscreen itself sunscreen in general is a very good idea it is it is because we are not meant to be absorbing all the uv rays that the sun has to offer or as ray baker has to offer and uh, again it it kind of shouts back to my previous battle where i had the sun and just a couple hours in the sun can can take you out for a couple days do you know why they call him ray baker i do not because those rays will bake your ass they will and I unfortunately experienced that yesterday coming into today. And I am bright red. I'm red as Mr. Krabs. Ray Baker, he'll kick your ass. Ray Baker will get you. All right, Lou. Let's move on to our final segments. And this week, again, we have the Big Dog's final thoughts. And this week, I am not aware of what Big Lou is bringing in. So let's hear the Big Dog's final thoughts. One thought I had in the past week is that when and if I have a kid, I'm going to keep the kid, I guess, out of kindergarten until he's at least eight years old. Let's just go back to the last episode where you didn't think that they began to walk until no, five? No, no, this, this, is, this is independent to that. It's because, so if you start the kid in kindergarten at eight years old, once he, gets to high, he or she gets to high school, what would they be? 17 as a freshman? Yeah, I think that's about right. And by the time they're a sophomore, junior, senior, they're just a mega athlete, just dominating every varsity sport because they're 21 years old and still in high school. So is, is that like, that's not something you can actually do, is it? Or are you just going to kind of mess up the numbers on their birth certificate? Well, I didn't think that through. Are you not allowed to do that? What if you don't think your kid's ready? To I can't go? imagine that you're allowed to do that. What, what if you don't think your kid's ready to go into kindergarten at the age of five? What if you think he needs to wait a couple of years for legitimate I, reasons, hypothetically? I don't think I'm well versed enough to speak on this, but I do feel like they would encourage you very strongly, if not force you to put them into either school or homeschool at that time, just because then eventually they may be well-versed enough to take on kindergarten. Well, I thought about stretching this to the age of 10. You think 10 year olds old is the appropriate start for your child in kindergarten? I'm not saying appropriate, but I'm saying if you start them in kindergarten at the age of 10, or they be 23 in high school, they would dominate the field and court. Are you kidding? So I guess that brings up another question that I I would have is, do you think that the athletic ability would then kind of match with the grade level they're at? Or do you think that they would still become extremely like more athletic despite playing much lesser opponents? They would still become extremely more athletic. I, this is a foolproof idea. Okay. What? Uh, so, like, what age does a like, does a kid like sprout up? Like, hit puberty? Like, fourteen? Is it? Well, I'm still waiting to hit puberty, but like the average kid. Yeah, average kid. I don't know. What is it like? Twelve, thirteen? It's got to be. So, you, so, so your kid kid's gonna be hitting puberty, puberty in like the third in, like, grade. The, yeah, second, third grade. Gets his first puke. He's gonna. He's gonna be like six three, taking on these four foot kids yep i mean just think like i don't know we're 21 22 wouldn't it be nice to dominate on like the high school level right now oh it'd be a blast it it wouldn't necessarily be fun to still be in high school but that's the price you gotta pay well then what are you thinking about 
college for the kid. What What do you mean? Is he then going to go to college when he's 25? And yeah, why not? So I guess I guess then what's your goal behind it? Just to have a kid that dominates in high school and college sports? Yes, that that is the sole reason. <laughs> okay, so your goal isn't to get your kid into the NFL or anything. I mean, that's probably unlikely, but right, especially if he's coming out of college at the age of 29. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. think many recruits would love that. Well, it wouldn't be – it would be around 25. They'd be out of college, 26. Now, I'm trying to do the math in my head, but I can't even think it through. So They'd so be old. Start, They'd be too typically, old. If you typically start at five and you graduate at 18, you push it to eight, they'd graduate at 21, go to college. Right. It'd be 25, 26 in that area. That's not too bad. That isn't too bad. But I, I still don't think that that would encourage NFL scouts to look at them. The only downside that I that I've thought through is you ba- you're basically forcing this kid to peak in high school. It's true. His entire life, he's just gonna be thinking about his glory days. Not the worst thing though. So the, the big dog's second thought. You have two thoughts this week. Okay, what's your yeah. second thought? You know I. I was thinking lately there is no time or like no good time to diet or like treat your body right. There's just no time for it in the calendar year. So you think about it, you start out January 1st is already pretty rough. You know, you have New Year's celebration, wake up the next day. You can't really start a diet the next day. At that point, you're right in the middle of NFL football season. Never a good time to start a diet. So you have that in January into February. And I think you have, you do have a period in February where you can, you know, kind of get the body right a little bit, maybe mix in a salad or two. But it is a shame in February, oftentimes you're cut off because you don't have as many days in the rest of the month. That's true. So your time, as I said, is quite limited. You, you, you transition then into the late college basketball schedule and March Madness. I mean, you like March Madness, you just treat your body like shit for weeks at a time there because, I mean, you got nothing to do besides watch basketball. Right, and it's a combination between uh, eating food, going out, doing nothing yep. except watching college basketball at that point in time. So then again, I think you got a couple weeks before Easter rolls around that you know you can kind of mix in a salad get things right then easter hits in late april i'm trying to think this through may is a very key month to hit the gym get the body right before summer because once summer hits especially in the month of june july august it all bets are off it's a complete shit show you know in those three months yes what do you do in those three months that that makes it difficult for you to start a diet? Because it's summer. I think if anything, that encourages the diet. Oh, no, absolutely not, Mel. You know, like what 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 are you gonna do on a nice uh, July Saturday? Probably grill out. You're gonna go to the beach, and you're gonna drink until you're blind, and then you're gonna go grill out. And, and eat what hamburgers, potato salad, hot dogs. Right. You never see you know, healthy diet food at absolutely at your typical no. grill out. So that already takes us to September. Do you know what starts in September, Mel? Is that college football? College. It's football season once again. Football season. There's no time for a diet during football season. Why is there not time for a diet on, during football season? Just every Sunday? Every Saturday, every Sunday, how are you going to justify eating a salad, trying to watch, I don't know, Rams, Patriots? It's just not going to happen. Right. Full yeah, and I've heard it takes, it takes like three weeks or something to get into a true habit. Yeah. And, and listen, I'm not saying this is a good thing. I'm saying that this, this is quite bad. But so you're thinking maybe we should add an extra month for this opportunity. Maybe an extra month or two. Right. I and need, that, well, I then you're getting know. into the complications of, of earth rotation and everything. And the seasons are all off. But I think it might be worth it. I think we can work the details out on that. But like between August and September, we need about two months 
you know, just to kind of relax and get the body right. Excellent. So those are the big dog's thoughts. Those are the big dog's thoughts. So um, what, what part of the year would you say is the best time to start your diet? May? Yeah. I mean, April, May are pretty key months. Like as soon as March Madness is over, as soon as Easter's over, you know, I just got to get to it. Still in May. That's when the NBA playoffs ramp up. That's true. I, I had not considered that. And especially when you got some skin in the game, if, if your fans are one of the NBA teams, then you have no chance. So basically what I think we've boiled it down to is you have approximately two weeks between the NCAA championship game and Easter to start and end a diet. And end? You don't think you can form that habit? Absolutely not. No, you have those two weeks to kind of go hard and then Easter hits. Maybe you take a week after that, but then all bets are off. Like, Right, you can't deny the hand. Out of a 12-month year, you have a, like it's a week here and there, those two key weeks in April. Um, I don't know, maybe if you're a fan of a specific team in the NFL, the bye week you take to kind of get things right. I don't know. It's it's a disaster. So your two final thoughts are starting a kid in kindergarten at the age of eight. Eight to and ten. there's no time for a there's diet. No time for a diet or I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I'm saying that's those are the facts. And that is very true. So that wraps up episode two of Big Dog Radio. Thank you for for joining us. And we look forward to supplying you with more and more content every week. And I'm just happy we got to episode two, Lou. So it's been fun. It has been. Follow us on Twitter at Big Dog Radio underscore. Thanks for tuning in. Mm.